You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Haroon Syed, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Van and Truckload with Schneider. If you ask some shippers today, one of the main concerns that comes up is that of capacity, or more specifically, the lack of it. This capacity crunch is forcing some companies to explore different options in order to keep their supply chains on track. One of those options is the move to a dedicated solution. Haroon Syed of Schneider joins us to talk about what to look for if you're considering a dedicated option for your business. Joining me this morning is Haroon Syed, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Van and Truckload for Schneider. Haroon, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast this morning. Well, great, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the program. It's good to have you. Haroon, what we like to do before we start is uh, get an introduction to our guest. So if you could, could you tell us a little bit about your background and uh, maybe what you're doing with Schneider right now? Certainly. I'll start with uh, my current role. I am the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for our Van Truckload Division, uh, which includes all of our dedicated business, our network business, our expedited business. And uh, we also have coverage in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. I've been at Schneider for um, 25 years. I spent the bulk of my time at Schneider on the customer side uh, in various roles. Spent uh, a little bit of time in Mexico with Schneider. Also spent some time uh, with an entity that we had in Europe uh, in the late 90s. And I have uh, spent a fair amount of time talking to customers about Dedicated. So I really appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you. Great. Well, let's talk about that, the, the word dedicated. It's come up more and more among shippers recently. Uh, it seems that each person defines dedicated a little bit differently, though. So how does Schneider define dedicated? Yeah, dedicated has different meanings to our shippers. And in some cases, shippers might uh, use the word dedicated when they're simply looking for a carrier to commit assets uh, to solve a certain problem. In my mind, dedicated as a product offering is uh, generally uh, follows a, this definition. A shipper is willing to enter into a long-term commitment, into a long-term agreement. Um, that agreement is generally three to five years. It's a contractual agreement. Um, the shipper has identified a unique problem that they're trying to solve. And that unique problem might be specialty equipment, where uh, the carrier like ourselves might have to invest in liftgate trailers or refrigerated trailers or flatbeds or day cabs. Um, and that the work uh, that the shipper is asking us to do is consistent year-round. And if those conditions exist, uh, then by definition, uh, we uh, can offer our shipper a dedicated solution. Great. Now, you talked about some special equipment. Uh, can a dedicated solution involve just standard 53-foot van trailers? Absolutely. In fact, over half of our uh, boxes today uh, in dedicated are standard 53-foot swing door trailers. Uh, so a true dedicated solution is really about filling a specific need with a long-term commitment um, to capacity. All right, that capacity, that comes up in nearly every conversation uh, between shippers and carriers, especially recently. Uh, and the need to secure capacity has been a, a key reason shippers enter into dedicated arrangements. How much of a concern is capacity these days among the shippers that you're dealing with? Oh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, Jeff. Uh, that thirst for capacity today and solving a problem today, 
shippers will, in this demand cycle, uh, turn to dedicated to secure capacity uh, when in the past they could go solve that problem with a random network driver. If you had to put a percentage on things, how much does that capacity play into a shipper's desire to pursue that dedicated option versus, say, other factors? You know, in today's market, I'll tell you about a third of all the opportunities I see come my way are directly related to the the shipper feeling that capacity crunch. Now, what I'd also tell you, Jeff, is that um, if you're simply trying to solve for the current market conditions, those dedicated value propositions don't hold up. And so your value exchange as a carrier uh, really has to be resilient through those market cycles. And there are a few carriers like ourselves that are uniquely qualified to bring in a a portfolio of services that will help enable dedicated as a value proposition. And so uh, we can layer in uh, solutions. And and when I say layer in, I think about dedicated being our base capacity and then bringing in intermodal or bringing in our brokerage arm or our logistics business uh, to go help supplement or complement the work that we will do with dedicated. We generally try to take kind of a long view of our dedicated deals. Uh, we know that uh, they've got to be structured, again, to be resilient through up cycles and down cycles. What other factors are influencing shippers to take a new look at dedicated? You know, um, in my mind, uh, there are a handful of reasons why shippers are looking at dedicated today. Uh, the first uh, would be the high capital investments. Uh, Today, if you haven't replenished your private fleet, Jeff, the cost of maintaining that fleet uh, is pretty high, and and shippers uh, are choosing to use their capital in other ways uh, within their core competency. And and so replacing private fleets right now is a topic that a number of my sellers and and, uh, and the organization is is dealing with. The second uh, has been some of the service requirements from Uh, our shippers' customers. And so we've got some high service requirements, shorter lead times, customer penalties now, which has become, you know, more prevalent. uh, And that's causing shippers to want to look at solving uh, those issues with dedicated capacity. And finally, another unique aspect, I think, that is different through this demand cycle are freight characteristics. So if you think about a load that had maybe uh, an early morning appointment or uh, a load that had a three-hour unload, in the past, the networks uh, from carriers had enough capacity in them to be able to take on that freight. And today, uh, with capacity being so tight, uh, shippers have to go solve those problems differently. Now, are you seeing more private fleets outsourcing their trucking operations? And uh, are there reasons for going that route the same as other shippers or Are there special considerations that they're taking? Yeah, you know, we are seeing and we are having more conversations with our customers now about private fleets. And, you know, there are several reasons why that, in fact, is the case. Uh, The first, as I mentioned earlier, is the high cost of capital, right, and aging fleets um, and just being expensive to maintain those aging fleets. The second has been the regulatory environment. When I think about ELDs or CSA scores or drug testing, things like that, uh, that regulatory environment is also forcing shippers to look outside their private fleets. And then lastly, and this is new and maybe different in this demand cycle, Jeff, the demand for capacity or securing capacity. Most private fleets did not have a lot of issues finding drivers in the past. In this particular demand cycle, 
and this capacity crunch cycle, if you may, uh, we noticed that private fleets are having just as much difficulty in securing capacity as we are. Now, I'd also caution the zest for, for some of our shippers that are thinking about converting private fleets. There are a few of them that are thinking about holding on to their private fleets through this cycle uh, because uh, that's the capacity that they know that's consistent that they can count on. And so at times we we talk to shippers who may not be ready to to turn over their keys, if you may, uh, but want to wait through this demand cycle, but still want to talk to us about, about a private fleet replacement. Now, for the shippers who are starting to consider moving to a dedicated solution, that's got to be a somewhat overwhelming process, not only selecting the carriers, but that entire transition. What advice would you have for them in terms of how to to just get started? When we talk to potential customers uh, about dedicated, um, we generally ask them uh, to help us understand what unique problems they are trying to solve and how they define success. You see, when you're looking at entering into a commitment with a dedicated provider as a shipper, you're looking to make a long-term commitment to that particular carrier. And oftentimes, the finer details of those solutions uh, cannot be found in an RFP. And so uh, when I talk to potential customers about dedicated, the inquiries about dedicated, um, I talk to them about uh, the investments that they need to make up front uh, to ensure that they've got the right carriers at the table in advance of their RFP process that they can articulate in that RFP what exactly it is that they're trying to solve. Because this is an overwhelming process. And well, what you generally see in an output of an RFP is generally the lowest cost provider. They're the ones that come up as your number one, number two, number three selection. But what you really are looking for is to ensure that you've got the right partner uh, in these RFPs that uh, can make a long-term commitment to you as a shipper. Now, when you're evaluating that potential dedicated carrier, what factors should shippers really take into consideration? Yeah, Jeff, there are, um, there's, a, there's a checklist in my mind of about four items that if I was a shipper, I would be looking for uh, with a dedicated carrier. The first would be their experience. Yep. And um, you want uh, to ensure that your dedicated provider has experience in being able to operate a dedicated fleet, uh, has uh, the financial wherewithal to be able to invest in your dedicated fleet, uh, has the training um, uh, that they can provide as the infrastructure that they can uh, that they can use to support that dedicated fleet. So experience matters. The second, which is one that is really hard to quantify, is is really that culture of safety and and being an ambassador of your brand. If you think about it, while I'm driving uh, my fleet, I might have my customer's logo slapped alongside uh, my trailer, and I truly become an ambassador of that, that shipper's brand. I might be the only representative actually meeting with their end customer uh, on a regular basis. And so having an unyielding commitment to safety, and this is one that you really have to go visit with the carrier to make sure that they live out that culture of safety. Uh, We often talk about implementation and the transition, if it's a private fleet or if it's a dedicated fleet, uh, the transition work that has to happen. 
there's a tremendous amount of time that we will spend on change management inside uh, our shippers' organizations, inside our organizations, to make sure that we ask and answer all those questions uh, to satisfy uh, their culture and their needs uh, as they think about kind of that implementation plan. And within that implementation plan, you need to have a contingency if the incumbent decides to to leave early or if that uh, if drivers decide to, to, to leave early, uh, how do you plan to manage all of that work? Um, here's another thing I'll tell you about our implementation uh, plan that I'm really proud of. Uh, we we will deliver to a driver in advance of starting a dedicated operation a playbook where they will know all aspects of that customer's location, uh, driving directions, um, any special instructions, and that's all delivered to the driver in advance of them making that first delivery. And so we're really well prepared. So implementation uh, is is a is a big aspect of kind of uh, of startup and and dedicated. And finally, you know, as I think about carriers that like ourselves that that have the infrastructure, the density to be able to go support a dedicated fleet. I'd be looking for what's your maintenance plan? Uh, how do you plan to support, uh, you know, my peaks uh, when, you know, I'm going to have that kind of lump in the snake relative to my demand? How do you plan to, to you know, replace drivers that might be on vacations, etc.? So having that density uh, and having a portfolio to be able to fall back on is vitally important. So those would be keys to what I would consider to be a checklist that a shipper should use. Uh, when evaluating a dedicated carrier. Really good, important, interesting information for all of our shippers. Do you have any final thoughts for them? Well, hey, Jeff, thank you for having me on on, uh, your podcast. Um, If I had to leave your listeners with uh, a couple of final thoughts, if I'm a shipper uh, and I'm considering dedicated today, uh, just be willing to learn, be open to conversations that might challenge you in ways uh, that, uh, you know, you might have to think about building your mousetrap differently. Uh, Consider uh, aligning with the right transportation provider. And that's key. Uh, One that can help you navigate through the market challenges, help you solve supply chain challenges as well within uh, kind of uh, your business, and really allow you as a shipper to focus on your core competency. Great. And for access to some of that information that you provided today, where can our audience go? Well, we've got a number of resources that we can point you to. If you get on schneider.com, there are infographics, case studies, checklists, white papers. You can get on schneider.com and click on Knowledge Hub, which will get you a lot of content on Dedicated. Awesome. Haroon Syed, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Best of luck. Thank you, Jeff. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn. 
Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast. Thank you.